Hey peeps, it's me, Christine, and I want to share with you a game-changing product that has improved my sleep and daily health. So let's dive in. You all know through my journey, I have struggled with sleep, being afraid of it, not getting quality sleep, and not being able to regulate my temperature throughout the night. I definitely learned the hard way, but sleep matters big time. It's when your muscles repair, your brain detoxes, and your body can work on cellular renewal. We just can't afford to miss out on an adequate amount of high-quality sleep, which is kind of hard when you have a rare disease. There's not much that I control in this real life, but one of the easiest and most effective ways to get better sleep every single night is through temperature regulation. Studies actually prove cooler temperatures lead to a deeper, more restful sleep, and that insomniacs actually lack this natural drop in core body temperature, which is what keeps them up at night. Personally, I run hot. This means that even if my room is super cold, I wake up in a pool of sweat, uncomfortable, changing my clothes several times throughout the night. It's frustrating for obvious reasons, and this is why I was so relieved to discover this transformative products from Chili. The Cube from Chili Sleep is a system that fits right over the top of your mattress and uses water to control the temperature of your bed, which helps lower your internal temperature and triggers deeper, relaxing sleep. Since water has 30 times more thermal conductivity than air, these systems are a lot more effective than just cranking up the AC. I mean, I keep my house at 65, so it has to be true. Ever since I started using the Cube system, I've noticed I fall asleep a lot faster, sleep deeper, and wake up feeling fully rested. (laughs) Now, my wife is not a polar bear like me and likes to sleep a little bit warmer, so I love that we can each have our own temperatures on either side of the bed. Chili products can range between 55 and 115 degrees. Right now, Chili is offering my audience a really great deal. When you go to chilisleep.com backslash findyourrare20, you get 20% off the Cube All Sleep Systems with Find Your Rare 20. Sleep is something we could all use more of, and we can all take small steps towards getting better sleep to improve our life in big ways. I hope you'll check out the Chili Sleep System and see why I love their product so much. Hey peeps, I'm your host Teresa, aka Tico, and I'm flying solo. Today we are sitting down with Dima Hendricks, a sickle cell warrior, founder of the hashtag Through the Pain Movement, and author of the new book, Unleashing Royalty. Let's dive in. This is the Because We're Strong podcast, where we sit down every week to get your stories and insight on how to navigate this rare life. You can expect everything real and raw in the hopes that your story, along with ours, helps another person who is dealing with a similar rare struggle. So grab your favorite drink, a comfy blanket, and buckle in because rare disease isn't for the faint of heart. Welcome, Dima. We are so excited to have you here today. Hi, Teresa or Tico. Thank you for having (laughs) me. (laughs) Tell us a bit about yourself and your rare journey with sickle cell disease. Oh, man. So I'm Dima Hendricks. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. I've got to start with that. Of course, go Boston home teams, (laughs) all of that. So I was born with sickle cell disease. Um, It's an inherited blood disorder uh, that affects over 100,000 people in America, but millions of people worldwide. My journey began when I was six months old. 
And I don't really remember, of course, because I was six months, um, only based off of what my mother and my caretakers told me. I was a good baby until one day I was screaming, crying, and I was experiencing my first sickle cell crisis. And that was my first journey all the way to now. Um, sickle cell disease has been the fixture um, and the annoying, reluctant, infuriating thorn in my side for all of my life now. And um, I've experienced stroke. I've experienced blindness in one eye, open heart surgery, and several acute chest syndromes. That's just the least, but the most excruciating thing about having sickle cell disease and the hallmark of the disease is pain. Um, and I mean, excruciating chronic pain that is relentless. Um, so that I've been dealing with the disease and pain for all my life. And, um, I was on a journey to try to, you know, be healed of the disease, but unfortunately it, um, it, it, to no avail. And now I became an advocate, um, to help other people with sickle cell disease and not just look, looking for a way out, but living through the pain. So that's my journey. I love that. I well, obviously, I don't love that you have sickle cell because nobody wants that. But I love kind of your grace through everything. Um, I have a question about kind of growing up with sickle cell. Did it did it feel like you were ever like othered because of it? If that makes sense. If I were ever was um, repeat that like othered. So like oh, did yeah. you ever kind of left out or anything like that because of it? I'm always othered. So I'm, I'm a black woman with natural hair. <laughs> and on top of that, I have this chronic disease. So I'm already othered because of my race. I'm already othered because I'm a woman. I'm already othered because, you know, of, I'm not, you know, I'm a quirky, awkward black girl. Um, and so now and in school, when I was going growing up in school, I was also this quirky kid with huge bottle Coke bottle glasses that was always absent, and I couldn't fit in anywhere. I was always made fun of because you know I, I grew up in the '80s, so in the '80s, you know, I was called like, you know, I, I was born in the '80s, grew up in the '90s. I was called like an AIDS baby. And all these other, at the time, horrible names, bullied all the time, um, just because of my sickle cell, um, ha trying to navigate through relationships, trying to date was just another horse, just horrific adventure in and of itself. So I'm always othered. I'm still othered. I'm still quirky. I still feel left out. I feel like the oddball. And sickle cell plays a big part in that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I can't even imagine having to go through all of those at once, but I do want to say shout out to the quirky kids because I was definitely one too. 
still am. And I think that we're the ones who are changing the world. Oh, yeah. I really absolutely. do. <laughs> now, there is a lack of sickle cell disease awareness. Can you tell our listeners more about that? So, I mean, the thing is, I don't understand. I think what it is, is the sickle cell disease is having a lack of awareness is because it's prominently a disease that affects um, people of color. And we have fibromyalgia now that's up and coming. We have cystic fibrosis. We have all these other disease that are, they, they shine, they, they take spotlight. They take precedence over sickle cell disease when sickle cell disease has been a thing since, um, I don't know, um, since King Tut, when they excavated his remains, they realized that's why, that's why he died. Um, and in 1910, Dr. James Herrick, I believe, noted that there there's sickle cell shaped blood cells um, in, a, in some of his patients, uh, the, the patients that he had that, that died um, and had com- complications of sickle cell disease. And in 1949, sickle cell was identified as a genetic disease. So it's just unfortunate because you know, sickle cell is related to people who have, who are of, of, of uh, black descent. Um, we're not getting a lot of funding. We're not getting, there's not a lot of education. Um, and it's quite unfortunate. Only the people that are affected personally by sickle cell disease or know of someone that has sickle cell um, are, our caregivers are joining the fight. Um, even within the African diaspora, there's poor education in terms of sickle cell knowledge, um, sickle cell education. It's, and there's other diseases like fibromyalgia that's up and coming and um, cystic fibrosis that has way more funding than sickle cell disease. In fact, uh, I, we noticed that people who suffer from cystic fibrosis or the, the, the mortality rate is way like maybe a third or a half of those who are, are, who pass away from sickle cell disease. Um, and I, I just, it's just really appalling at this point. And we just really need more voices in the community, um, to not only highlight sickle cell disease, but kind of educate First, we, I feel like we need to educate our own community and then work outwardly. Uh, but to answer your question, it's just it's just a travesty. Yeah, that we're our community is not educated about this genetic disease. Well, it's like you're getting left behind, and that's not okay. It's definitely something that we hope that this episode will help raise awareness so that, you know, even if one more person becomes educated on it, that, you know, that's one more person that's educated. So hopefully we can definitely help with that because, you know, that's wild that it goes back to King Tut. I didn't know that. That's like really interesting to me. And Mm -hmm. so I hope that everybody else finds that really interesting. I don't know, maybe it's the quirky in me that just loves facts like that. But I think definitely raising awareness is so important. And speaking of that, tell me about the hashtag through the pain movement. What is it about? 
So I started through the pain when I was I was trying to actually um, get a stem cell transplant, and at the time, um, and while I was trying to you know get funding, I came up with the shirt idea of um, you know I was noticing everyone having hashtags for something, and I just developed you know hashtag through the pain and. Um, not necessarily highlighting the pain of sickle cell is just what we do through the pain. Mm-hmm. So I would, um, I used to dance. So my first shirt I designed was dance through the pain. And then we had like live through the pain and um, hustle through the pain. So these are all things that, you know, verbs that people with sickle cell do in spite of having pain and, it started that way and then it became a blog through my journey. Um, and my, my husband did a video. I had no idea. He was like taking pictures of me while I was in the hospital, knocked out (laughs) (laughs) and snoring and highlighting most of my hospital visits through our marriage and through our journey. Um, and he compiled, he compiled, he curated this, um, this collection of of images and sounds and emotions and put it into a video um and thus through the pain was born um and it the video kind of was able to take individuals that weren't suffering from sickle cell especially doctors and other caregivers kind of carrying them through the journey of my life um in the hospital outside of the hospital um, the lows, the highs, the journey, the the uh, the accomplishments and the defeats of having sickle cell. So that's that's how it was birthed, and now it's just uh, the website uh, through the pain dot org. I'm just curating, um, just I just have a collection of blogs of people who, mostly myself, because I'm, I'm trying to get more people to to be a part of it. Um, just kind of talking about my journey of what I've been through and what I, what I continue to face, not only as a sickle cell survivor, but as a sickle cell advocate. You said something really important and I don't even know if you like meant to say it, but you said our journey when you referred to you and your husband. And I just love that because a lot of people, I mean, yes, it is about us because we are the ones who are sick, but it also really affects everyone around us, especially mm. our spouses. So referring it to as our journey, like that just hit different for me. So I love that you said that. It is our journey because, you know, my husband, I'm not the only one that receives bias. Um, I'm not the only one that is judged because of this, this, this debilitating disease. My husband's also uh, judged. Uh, there was a time where he was working um, and he had to take some time away because I was sick and he went back to work and, you know, his colleagues kind of berated him and was like, oh, your your wife's sick again. Your, oh, your wife is really sick. Oh, how could she be sick? And um, I felt really bad for him because he's not, they, they treated him as a slacker and he's a hard worker, you know, and um, I, that's something that I usually go through, but I didn't think my caregiver or someone that I love would, would have to experience that. Yeah. Um, 
and that's our, and, and our parents yeah, I, I, my mom too. I come come to think of it, she went through something like that too, and having to fight for me and having to make sure that I was okay and having to leave off of work and having to check in with her bosses. That's 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 a lot of work, yeah. and our caregivers are so um, they're underappreciated. I agree completely. Agree that just like when you said that, it just kind of like, ooh. Got me. It, it was a big oof moment. <laughs> um, so you're the author of the new book, Unleashing Royalty. Can you tell us a bit about it and what inspired you to write a book? So Unleashing Royalty is, oh my God, it's, a, I think it's like the kitchen sink of my life. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> because I say that because I'm a pageant girl and my mother and I, we would watch pageants, pageants together and um, we 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 would call it the the pageant games. It would be like the Super Bowl. We watch a Miss America, Miss Miss Black America, Miss uh, Miss USA, and we would vote on uh, who would be the next queen. And I, you know, after my mother passed on, I uh, started to compete in pageants myself. And the reason why was to um, not only try to get money for school, but to, to raise awareness for sickle cell disease. And during my pageant journey, I, I, I really felt a deep, you know, fondness and became more in love with pageantry after competing because, um, I, I would, um, even though I was sick, I kind of took on the personality of queen. Um, I would become super, superwoman, if you will, <laughs> um, yeah. in, in the hospital, I'll be Clark weak and, and pain. And then the next moment I would be across the stage and, you know, walking, you know, with fierceness and, and trying to win a crown. And it was day and night for me. Um, Emulating that pageant diva was everything for me. So I talk about that pageant journey and I talk about my journey with sickle cell, but then I also talk about what it means to really be a queen. And you know, in on my community, especially the, the black community, we we always say this to each other: "Hey, Queen, how you doing, Queen?" And we, we're thinking about when we say it, we're talking to each other. You know, we compliment our clothes, we compliment the fact that oh, you have a you got a Birkin bag. Okay, okay, Queen, you got this, you got this. It's all about what we've accomplished, but we're not talking about what. What's what 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 makes the queen or composes the queen within? Um, and I also noticed that during my time in pageants and during my time as a pageant director, that uh, sometimes we we try to, uh, as women, we try to achieve accolades and try to get the crown, but we're not addressing the crown or adjusting the crown within our hearts. Um, so I wrote this book <laughs> and, and, and a nod to, uh, of, um, trying to have the royal steps of queendom, what it really takes to, to be a queen. And, and it's for the formula that I, the royal formula that I came up with would help us walk in a, in purpose and not just, um, trying to be something that we're not. So that's what really Unleash Royalty is about. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. 
Um, so I have to ask if you could give someone who is new to the rare world one piece of advice, what would it be? My advice would be um, that this affliction that you've been given um, is just, it's, it, this pain is your corridor for your greatness. Um, use the pain that you've been afflicted with to, to move forward into your calling, into your purpose and into your greatness. Um, so, and find your verb. What are you doing through that pain? (laughs) Are you, are you, you gotta, you're going to live through the pain. So are you going to dance? Are you going to write? Are you going to speak? Are you going to be an activist for, for your cause? Um, just use it to be your vehicle for your greatness for such a time as this. I love that. Find your verb. That's such a good answer. Um, Dima, what's next for you? What's next? Well, I'm promoting the book. (laughs) In um, 2022, January, I'll be having a new line of Through the Pain gear. Um, that I already have gear out, but I'm kind of rejuicing my Through the Pain store. Um, and hopefully you guys may be able to find your verb in my store at www.throughthepain.org. And other than that, I'm just going to, you know, live my life and continue to, to be an activist and a voice for the sickle cell community. Hey, I think that's what's needed. Um, where and how can people connect with you? So um, I have, you can find me online um, on Instagram at Dima Hendricks. Um, on Instagram and Facebook at Dima Hendricks. You can also find me at uh, my website, DimaHendricks.com. You can also find me on uh, ThroughThePain.org uh, and UnleashingRoyalty.com as well. That's where you can get my book. Um, and pretty soon, Unleashing Royalty will be an official coaching program not just for pageant queens, but it will also be a chronic illness uh, coaching program as well. So that's soon to come. Uh, Stay tuned, everybody. Yes. So that would be unleashingroyalty.com. And all that information is going to be in our show notes. Dima, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been a pleasure. Well, thank you for having me, Teresa. It's I'm I'm glad that um, being embraced by the rare community, you guys are doing your thing, and I really uh, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you, and we appreciate you so much. And as always, thank you to all of our listeners who tune in every week as we bridge the gap between rare disease and the rest of the world. Until next time, live large and stay rare. Catch us next week for another episode. To continue the conversation about rare disease and all the unknowns that comes with it, join our Facebook group. Want even more rare? Become a VRP member on Patreon and learn more about our stories or how to share yours by visiting bwspod.com.